Welcome to Ambo TV. I'm Dean Windsor, and today we have a very special guest in the studio. We have author of the book, Surrendered, Christian Mills. Christian, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. We love when people are excited. So I want to dive right in. Okay. Because, and this is a really cool book. Thank and you. So now what I'm getting from it is that the reason you wrote it, like what motivated you to write it in the first place was that you went looking for a book like this and couldn't find it. Could you kind of yeah. like elaborate on that experience? Yes. So when I was going through my surrendered journey, I really wanted to be able to read something that would tell me like, what am I doing when I'm ready to give control over to God? Because even getting to the place where like as an independent woman, you're like, okay, I'm used to being in control. I'm used to handling everything. And now God, you want control. I struggled with that. And so I was looking for a book that could help me. I searched on Amazon. I searched on Barnes and Nobles. I asked people in my life like that were pastors or in ministry. And I did not find anything. And if I did find something, it was about marriage. So it was like how to surrender or submit in your marriage. And I'm like, no, it's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Just want to know how to surrender to God and like trust God to lead my life. And even though I had tug of war over going through the experiences that led me through the book and writing the book, um, I felt like there are other people. And so I just hope that my book can tell people how to actually surrender and what it means, because I feel like it's such a buzzword in the church realm. Um, and a lot of people don't know what it really means. Like we're saying I'm surrendering when I put my hands up or I'm surrendering because it's cool. But we don't know actually the weight of what it means to surrender. Mm, I mean, it, it's a cliche, too, and, and it's even a, a you know, like a secular yeah. cliche, let go and let God. Exactly. Yeah. But so, do you really want to let God? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we, we throw that, that, that cliche around, that phrase around a yeah. lot without really living by it. And, Absolutely. And you talk a, a lot uh, in the book about, you know, your personal struggles and, and surrendering. Yeah. So from career, living situation, um, you walk us through because that I think is that that was that, that was a pretty interesting story of mm -hmm. the whole living situation. So, oh my god! Yeah. Without giving away <laughs> the whole chapter. Yes. Book. Yeah. Um. So I had got a job and I was moving out for my first time after college, and so I was like, okay, I'm in a position now where it's okay for me to move out on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I moved out with a roommate that I didn't know, but we had got matched at the leasing apartment where I was moving, and so I move in. Everything's wonderful. Everyone's celebrating. My family's excited. I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to live on my own for the first time. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then two weeks later, my roommate's leaving me, mm. like, in a flash. And, the, like, the backstory is that she was going to be there for another two years because she was getting her doctorate. And I was just there having graduated. So she was like, you know, don't bring any living room furniture. Don't bring nothing. Just bring stuff for the bedroom because everything else has already been here because she lived there. Well... When I came home two weeks later and nothing was there, oh. I literally came home one day and nothing was in the apartment. Like I thought I walked in the wrong apartment. Yeah, I'm like, shocking. not now, Jesus. Like yeah. I know she said she was leaving, but like there was leaving and then there's like emptying out the apartment. Mm. Um, and so that was a moment where I just was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'll deal with this later. I mean, in the book, you'll really hear about my night that night and what I went through when I found out and seen everything. But I really ended up just like, God, this is this is the opposite of the promise. This is not what I thought was supposed to be happening when I'm moving out and getting my first job. What am I supposed to be doing now? How do I cover all of this when I two weeks ago, I didn't have to be prepared to cover all of this. So now, do you feel that, you know, surrendering is something that is going to help 
people besides you because I know just from reading the book that mm -hmm. it's helped you immensely. It's helped me in my life. Yeah, thank but you. Is surrendering something you think that that it can cross into secular? That 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 it's something that everyone can benefit from. Absolutely. I think that you hear people talk about the universe. Mm. Um, and that uh, always yeah. hits bad for me because it's I, God. It's just yeah. God, period. Okay. Oh, yeah, so me. the universe is aligning things on my behalf or yeah. the universe is uh -huh. this, you know, it's the Lord, first of all. Thank you. Um, and second of all, yes. So the concept of surrendering is actually allowing God to lead. Like God will not force his will on us. That's one thing he says. It's one thing that he drives home in the Bible. So I could be wanting to do whatever I want to do and God's going to let me do it. It's not until I decide within my will to go and align with what he has for me that then I can really receive and follow his directions. So even if you're not a believer, but you have enough faith to think, OK, there's someone who already predestined in my life that knows how it's going to go. And if I choose his path and directions versus choosing my own, knowing that they're already preset, you have so much more peace. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that can translate whether you're a believer or not. So now I, I also want to because you touch on you know thinking mm -hmm. that you're surrendering, right? But you're really not. Yeah. So can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so that's in hindsight, it's actually really funny um, <laughs> because right. it's like, no, girl, you were not surrendering at all. <laughs> you were like conditionally surrendering. So I feel like conditionally surrendering is when you're like, okay, God, I hear you telling me this is not a good friendship. So. I'm going to leave this friendship and I know you're going to bless me because I did what I was supposed to do. Mm. And that was kind of where I was. Like I had been in a situation where I was like, oh, hey, God, well, I don't necessarily want to give up all control, but like I'll give you this living situation. I'll have enough faith to seek your face and be in your presence and be present while I figure out what's going to happen next and like seek you for that. But I still want to be Lord over my finances and my relationship and all these other categories. And that's not total surrender. And I can't be playing tug of war. I feel like surrender is a journey, but it does also take commitment. So I have to be committed to letting God lead. I can't be trying to pull back that role. Yeah, no. Um, you also referenced Jeremiah 29. Yes. Why did you choose that specific passage? So Jeremiah 29, 11 is a verse I heard a lot. Um, my parents are pastors. Um, and even growing up, that was a verse that you just hear a lot. I feel like when you're like an adolescent in the church, it's like you hear a lot of verses, but you always hear Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay. And so one thing that's always kind of been strong for me is that I know God has the plans he has for me. There have been moments where I questioned it, like, this isn't you, Jesus, this is the enemy. Mm. Um, but there are moments that even feel like the enemy is attacking you that God had to give him permission so that you can get whatever lesson you had to get out of that. And I did not know that, but I know that now where it's like, okay, even though things are crashing down, even though it seems like my life is being flipped upside down, I know the plans God has for me. So I'm big on Jeremiah 29, 11 and Romans 8, 28, because if everything looks like it's crashing down, I know that God knows the plans he has for me and I know it's all going to work together for the good. Well, that's beautiful. Now, thank you. Now, what have you learned personally about, you know, surrendering by writing? the Yeah. Even writing the book was a surrender process because I was just telling my mom on the way here, like what I live, like the book really chronicles like a two year period of me learning how to surrender mm. and just my life being flipped upside down from my personal life to my job, to hitting a rough patch in my relationship, to my finances. It's just like I spilled it all out there mm. and I'm not that type of person with people <laughs> anyway. So when God kind of led me to write this book, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Like I'll tell my testimony. But I don't know if I need to be in the book. I don't know if people need to know all my business. That's not who I am as a person. 
Um, but the Lord just wanted me to say, like, there are so many other people that need to surrender that this message needs to be out there. And then if it doesn't get out there, like, you're going to be the person that's hindering that. And so I had to surrender to the process of writing the book. Um, I had to surrender to the fact that, you know, you want to write a book and you want it to blow up immediately and you want it to be yeah. all these things. And even in launching the book, there were so many attacks. Like I had a release party that was planned and then just like the event space that I was having, it was letting me have it for free. And it was beautiful and it was wonderful. And then like a week before some things happened at that event space. So I had to cancel it. And then there have been other things that I've been wanting to do with the book that just there's been attack after attack. But I've had to surrender and trust that God had me write this book for a reason, that it's going to reach the people that it's supposed to reach. And ultimately, his will for the book is going to happen and the message is going to get out there. And it's like less about me, but more about the message at this point, because I wasn't even really trying to share the message at first. Well, I mean, look, you, you're here. Yeah. And, and this is happening. This yeah, it's happening. happening right it's now. real. Look, it's not look under your seat. There's keys to a new car. <laughs> right. You don't get a car. You don't get a car. <laughs> no. But look, no, you are here. You are there. And, and we love, we absolutely love the book. And I Thank know you. it's reaching the people that it needs to reach. Yeah. I know that for sure. And um, especially after our, our fans and our folks at home watch this show, they're definitely going to have to check this book out because it's a must read. Yeah. And, so now, usually what I do whenever, whenever I have a guest on this lovely couch mm -hmm. is I ask them about a pastor okay. or, or, you know, any a pastor, minister, reverend that has really impacted and, and helped change your life and, and kind of guide your faith walk. Sure. Is there somebody in your life that you can mention? Sure. Um, I think in terms of pastors that I watch, I definitely love Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Okay. And I definitely love Pastor Keon Henderson. Okay. Um, those are two people that I have watched for a long time. I think they reached me right where I am. And they have their messages have inspired me to just keep going. Um, and to see that a lot of the things that, you know, as you grow spiritually, the same things that used to take you out don't take you out anymore. Okay. And I think that I've grown to the place where like I can see the attack, but I'm not fearful as much anymore. Or I'm not backing down. I'm ready to like stand up and face forward mm -hmm. or face that thing full force really of, okay, this is an attack. Like I can do this, I can withstand this. And then also growing as a leader, just as a person, understanding like, okay, God, I know that you've called me to ministry. I know that you've called me to really walk out my purpose and impact other young people. And how do I do that? And mm -hmm. so I think not only has their words given me inspiration, but just watching them in their lives and their ministry. I love that. Thank you. I mean, it's it's hard too to learn how to identify those attacks because right. they do happen. I mean, my wife and I were just, you know, uh, having a great day. Awesome. And then, you know, a little... It seems to only come at those points mm -hmm. where you think everything is good, everything <laughs> it is all smiles and bubble gum Absolutely. and everything, and then bang. And then you're sitting there wondering, well, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of the times it's not, it's 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 either a test or it's an attack. That's right. Yeah, so, and, and I'm glad that there's somebody else out there that now knows this. Yes. And is writing about it so we can all check it out. So now what, what would be the one thing? I know you said earlier, mm -hmm. but what would be the biggest takeaway you would want a reader to have when they pick up the book or, or when they turn, mm. when they close the back? Sure. Um, I think I'll have two if I can sneak into. Okay, sure. Um, the one would be that the tests are normal. Okay. So one thing I talk about in my book is daily tests and then seasonal tests. Oh. So the difference between those moments, like you said, in the day where everything was going good, but like someone cut you off in your car mm. or a coworker gets smart. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, do I want to be Christ-like or do I just want to be Christian right now? All like right. <laughs> <laughs> Christian myself, not the saved person. Yes. 
Um, and then there's seasonal tests. Like mines were seasonal tests of surrender. God was literally testing me in every area of my life to see if I would allow him to lead and surrender. And so I think that those things are normal. We don't hear enough about the fact that you will be tested and that there will be attacks and that that's just challenging you and preparing you for your purpose. So that's the one thing that I would say. And the second thing is that your peace is really relying on your surrender. It's relying on your yes. So everything I went through taught me that life is so much easier when I let God lead. But again, he won't force his will on us, so I have to let God lead. And I think that when you close my book, that is what I want you to be able to walk away with. That A, surrendering is achievable, knowing what it is, and knowing that if you give God that, I tell people my analogy, okay? If you're driving, and you're used to driving your car, I'm 26 years old, so I've been used to driving the wheel in my life for about 24 years, okay? okay? So I had to make a conscious decision to move over to the passenger seat and let God drive the last mm. two years. Okay. And so people need to know that you can do it, that you can surrender, that it's achievable, but you got to be willing to move over and let God lead. I love it. That's beautiful. All right. So surrendered. Uh, where can folks find the book? Sure. You can actually find my book at thesurrenderedlife.co. So okay. it's .co, not .com. And it is actually newly on Amazon. So you can also search it on Amazon and order it there. And if you happen to be in Delaware... Anytime soon, my book release and signing is November 24th in Newcastle, Delaware. So that information will be on my website as well. All right. Awesome. Well, Christian, thank you so much for being here. It was lovely meeting you. Thank you, you so much for having me. Scholarly woman. Oh, thank you. And I can't wait. Are we working on any more books? Is, do we have anything in uh, the wings? I have wings? to pray. You know, this is actually my second book. And oh, every time I write a book, I tell people I'm not writing another book, but God has other plans. All right. So we will see. Okay. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> It was an honor having you here. Thank you so much. And I really hope that you grace us with your presence again soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Awesome. I'm Dean Windsor, and this is Ambo TV.